Good day, all. Welcome to another season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, your one and only Dr. Kamla D. Here to teach you Bible truth, to help you grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace by teaching Bible truth, not my truth, Bible truth. Here we read scriptures that contain God's word. Remember to pray and ask God for understanding. Put your learning hats on, get your Bibles, invite family and friends, take notes, and let's learn Bible truth. Good day, everyone. Today is Saturday, April the 29th of the year 2023. I am the host, founder, and teacher of Learning Bible Truth Ministries, your one and only Dr. Kamla D. I hope this day finds you and your family well. Now, today is a new episode. I, I haven't been studying for series lately. This episode is one of those not so feel good episodes, you know, not so feel good messages. But I can promise you my intentions is just to inform you of Bible truth so that those who are listening that are serious about following the Lord, that they hear Bible, Bible truth and that it's rightly divided. And I'm coming from a place of love. Those who know me know I may be tough in words, but I am coming from a place of love or to make people turn away from the ministry. Um, I have been fortunate where uh, not many people have turned away from the ministry after I share one of those not so feel good messages. Spotify keeps me up to date with how many listeners and how many followers. And to be perfectly honest with you, it really doesn't matter to me. I don't care if I just have one listener or one follower. That's God's will because I trust in him to add the listeners. And if you choose to, Follow the ministry on a regular basis so that you can hear uh, episodes that I upload. You will be alerted if you follow. Hit the follow button because the only way that you would be alerted when we upload a new message is if you hit the follow button. But for those of you that check every week for new messages, that's fine as well. I'm just glad you are here today. I appreciate each and every one of you. We have over 9,000 listeners and to God be all the glory. I can promise you that when I said a few seconds ago that I don't care if it's just one listener or one follower, I mean that because I'm going to share the, share the word anyway. I'm going to share Bible truth. I'm going to rightly divide the scriptures. And um, I just wanted to warn you ahead of time that it's not one of those, you know, feel good messages. But it's very informative and I'm coming from a place of love. I, I truly want you to understand that. Now, before we begin, um, I mentioned before in the previously shared episodes that when I shared Dr. Price's The Pursuit of Holiness, um, Exposing Idolatry in the Church, I promised I would share the episode after that last one, but I can't find it. I, I really can't. And it's not that I have been looking every day because I really don't have time. But when I do look, I haven't been able to find it. And that's odd. I'm typically able to find 
uh, an episode from another minister uh, very easily. But I will tell you this. I would have to purchase it to guarantee that I have it. And right now I don't want to do that. So I will continue to look for it. And I promise you this, when I find it, I will share it. But today I am sharing a new, one of my new episodes entitled, Let the Dead Bury the Dead. Now, I want to thank each and every one of you who listened to last week's episode because it is taken off and a lot of you are listening to it. And to God be all the glory. I hope you are being blessed by it. I don't want you to just listen to an episode. I want you to receive it in your heart after you understand it in your mind so that you can continue to walk with the Lord in truth. And that is Bible truth. So with that said, saints, let's get this truth on the road. Now, the name of this episode, like I said, is Let the Dead Bury the Dead. And I have chosen this episode based on a question that I was asked uh, from someone and based on things I've been hearing uh, some of these uh, ministers or these TV ministers uh, teach and um, it's not being rightly divided. So my purpose is to rightly divide these scriptures. And like I said, it's not one of those feel good episodes. So my intentions is not to make you feel uncomfortable. It is not to make you turn away from the ministry. It is to give you Bible truth because that's what God wants me to do. And not just me, the rest of his ministers and teachers, he wants them to share Bible truth. But unfortunately we are living in a time where false teaching is so prevalent. Oh my God. When I hear false teaching, I cringe because I know the word rightly divided. What I know, I know. I, do I know everything? No, because we learn in part and I learn something new every day. And the Holy Spirit definitely guides me. And I just want you to know what I learned. Whenever the Holy Spirit shares something with me, I share it with you. And with that said, let's get this truth on the road. Now, I am reading from the LSB, the Legacy Standard Bible. I mentioned that last week. It's one of my favorite Bibles because it's one of the most accurate Bibles on the planet. And the reason I share which version of the Bible or either which translation, not interpretation, which translation of the Bible that I'm reading from is because your Bible may have a different word or it may show a couple of, of different words. But in any event, we will be on the same page. So I want you to go to Matthew chapter eight, Matthew chapter eight, and I will be reading verses 18 through 22 from the Legacy Standard Bible. Now you guys know the routine. You can pause the tape for the sake of time. And I will just commence to reading. And when you are ready, after you find the scriptures, you can hit play and we will be on the same page. Isn't modern, modern technology just amazing? Okay, so I am reading, saints. This is verse 18. Now, when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to depart to the other side of the sea. 
Verse 19, then a scribe came and said to him, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Now, before I move forward, let me tell you a little bit about the scribes. They were experts in handling written documents. In Israel, the scribes duties included teaching, interpretation of scripture and regulation of the law. You can cross-reference that with Matthew chapter two, verse four. In other words, they were the keepers of the law. Okay. Now verse 20 says, and Jesus said to him, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Verse 21 and 22 says, and another of the disciples said to him, Lord, Permit me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, follow me and allow the dead to bury their own dead. My Lord, my Lord, my Lord. I can't wait to rightly, rightly divide and share these scriptures. But let me read another account before I get into Um, explaining and dissecting what Jesus meant. Go to Luke, Luke chapter nine, and I will be reading verses 59 through 62. And I am remaining in the LSB, the legacy standard Bible. Verse 57 says, and as they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, the foxes have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head. Verse 59 says, and he said to another, follow me. But he said, Lord, permit me first to go and bury my father. Now, In this verse, verse 59, Jesus handpicked this person in Luke's account. It's not that this person approached him. Jesus handpicked him. So let's uh, conclude with verse 60. But he said to him, allow the dead to bury their own dead. But as for you, go and proclaim everywhere the kingdom of God. Now, Jesus told this man to let the dead bury their own dead, but he also told him what he wanted him to do. Jesus said, go and proclaim everywhere the the, the kingdom of God. In other words, go and preach the gospel. Verse 61 and 62 says, another also said, I will follow you, Lord, but first permit me to say farewell to those at home. Verse 62, but Jesus said to him, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. This is one of the reasons I chose Luke's account because I wanted you to hear verse 62. And let me read that again. But Jesus said to him, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now Jesus told three potential disciples 
to let the dead bury their own dead. And to another, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. Now, if we include uh, Matthew's account and Luke's account, Jesus told two that they should let the dead bury their own dead. And then he tells another that if he put his hand to the plow and look back, he is not fit for the kingdom of God. Now, the cost of following Jesus, my Lord, my Lord, following Jesus can involve sacrificing the comforts of home saints. Jesus is more than worthy of any sacrifice because he is the son of man. Now this title, the son of man was drawn from Daniel chapter seven, verse 13 and 14, where it described a ruler of heavenly origin who would reign over a universal and eternal kingdom. It was referring to Christ. This is one of the reasons he referred to himself as the son of man so that the scriptures of old, especially Daniel can resonate with these Jews. This was Jesus favorite self designation. Oh yes. His favorite self designation. Now the son of man, you can cross reference uh, this with John 1 51. And of course, Daniel 7 uh, 13 and 14, the son of man, in case you don't know, is used 28 times in the gospel, according to Matthew, indicating the true meaning of Jesus's identity and his ministry. Number one, he is the humble servant who has come to forgive common sinners. You can cross reference that one, Matthew chapter nine, verse six. Number two, he is the suffering servant whose atoning death and resurrection will redeem his people. You can also cross reference this with Matthew 16, verse 13 and verses 27 and 28. And finally, number three, he is the glorious king and judge who will return to establish God's kingdom on earth. You can read that in Matthew chapter 25, 31 and chapter 26, verse 64. Now, when Jesus said he had nowhere to lay his head, saints, he warned believers that they can expect to be treated as he was. You can cross reference this in John 15, verse 18 and John 16, 33. Now, the Christian life will not be a cakewalk. Let's establish that it, it, it will not be and it is not a cakewalk. There is a cost with following Jesus. Also, Jesus was letting them know that his home was not on earth. That's what a lot of people leaving out. A lot of these ministers and teachers are leaving out. He was letting us know that his home is not on earth. Oh, but this saying, let the dead bury their own dead. Now, while Jesus clearly upholds the biblical command to honor father and mother in, in um, Matthew 15, three through six, the call to follow him rises above all other allegiances. We need to understand this, saints. Anything that hinders a commitment to him and to the new covenant family of faith must be set aside. I told you it's not going to be one of those feel good, good messages, saints. Now, when we look at um, verses 21 and 22, Jesus's demand might seem harsh to modern day readers or Christians. Because funerals today cause only a brief delay and wouldn't hinder our commitment to follow him. However, 
During that time when Jesus spoke these words, this was ancient Jewish burials. They stretched over an entire year. Now, a year after the initial burial, the eldest son was obligated to gather the skeletal remains and place them in a ossuary, which is a container or room where the bones of, of, of dead people are stored for a second burial. Many Jews regarded the commandment to honor father and mother as the supreme commandment. And they also um, viewed giving parents an honorable burial as its most important implication. Now, Jesus insisted that following him was to be an even higher priority. That's the message he was trying to get over to them about putting him over burying your father. But I, look, I'm not finished. Now, since our obligation to God supersedes our obligation to parents, and you could read about that in Deuteronomy 13 verses five and six, Jesus assumed divine privilege when he made this statement. He was letting them know his deity. You put God over parents, you put God over your children and God should be over your spouse. And also he wasn't talking about physical death. He was talking about spiritual death. Now, anyone not connected to the true and living God through Jesus is spiritually dead. I said this was not one of those feel so, you know, feel good messages, saints, but this is Bible truth. Anyone who is not connected to the true and living God through Jesus is spiritually dead. Now, Jesus, who, who is all knowing, he knew this man's family was spiritually dead, which simply means worldly. You can connect the spiritually dead with, with worldly people. Jesus was saying, let worldly people take care of mundane things. That's what he was saying to this young man. In addition to this, it didn't mean that this man's father was necessarily dead at the time. Under the Levitical law, which these Jews were at the time Jesus was speaking to them, this man would not have been allowed in public if his father was already dead. But it does indicate that his father was either sick or uh, up in age. Now, the phrase, I must bury my father, was a common figure of speech among the Jews, meaning, let me wait until I receive my inheritance. And in any event, he wasn't ready to follow Jesus. That is what this is, this is all about. This man and the previous young men were not ready to follow Jesus. These men had excuses that would delay following Jesus. And this is why Jesus made that statement. Let the dead bury the dead. If you want to take up your cross and follow me, you need to follow me now. Now, if we are really serious about following Jesus, we must take up our own cross saints and follow him. Now, the cross entails persecution being hated by the world, shunned by family members and friends, and most importantly, leaving the things of this world behind. Now, Jesus said in Luke 17, 32, remember Lot's wife. Hmm. Remember Lot's wife. Now, I have heard some ministers twist and turn this scripture to try to make people feel good so that they wouldn't really think that this scripture means what exactly what it says. But saints, this is this, this scripture rightly divided. Now, Jesus stated a historical fact. Lot's wife still had worldly things in her heart. She was being rescued from God's wrath, 
but she had to look back at her past one last time and she turned into a pillar of salt and burned up. Now we can't have follow Jesus saints. We have to be all in. Jesus said in Luke 9:62, no one after putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. That's one of the reasons why I wanted to read Luke's account because I wanted to share about the plow. Now, Jesus used the plow analogy because anyone who puts his hand to the plow has to keep looking forward to guide the plow. Now, if he looks back, the plow will quickly veer off course. And that's what happens when you look back at your past. You will veer off course and won't be focused on Jesus. Now, Jesus made it clear that he must be the top priority in our lives, even above our family saints. Now, we can't put our hand to the plow and look back. Looking over your shoulder while plowing makes it impossible to plow a straight furrow. Uh-huh. Those of you who don't know what furrow means, you look it up. If you are looking behind your shoulder at your past after following Jesus, trust me, it makes it impossible for you to plow a straight furrow. Now, Christians cannot follow Christ and focus on their past or, or, or look back uh, by thinking about their past. We can't do it. Now, we must focus on serving him as we move ahead and look towards the future. Now, because we are human, our past might cross our minds because it does uh, me sometimes, not on a regular basis. But when that happens to me, I quickly thank God for delivering me and I focus on his word. If it crossed my mind for a split second, you know what I say? I say, God, thank you for your deliverance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then I open them scriptures and start studying that word. That's how I take my mind off the past. Now, when you are following Christ and looking back, you are in danger of going back into the world. Now, Jesus warned us through his words. I'm warning you today. There is a cost that comes with following him and preaching the gospel, especially those who preach the gospel in truth. My goodness, we live in a world that is very tempting. Some might think about the story of the prodigal son. Now, he was, you know, accepted by his father upon his return. But in today's society, if you decide to leave the Lord and go back into the world, there is a great chance you won't make it back alive. Uh-uh. Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Looking back or going back isn't worth it, saints. It's not worth it. Lot's wife didn't go back. She just looked back. Now, in the eyes, heart, and mind of Jesus, looking back is the same as going back, saints. Lot's wife looked back because that's where her heart was. That's where her heart was. Now, Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. Look, Demas said, look, I'm not living holy anymore. I would rather drink, do drugs, party, have sex without marriage. I ain't taking up the cross and follow Jesus. Demas went back to the world. Just because you following Jesus don't mean you with Jesus. No, it doesn't mean you with Jesus. Now let's look at Genesis because I, I want you to really understand this lots thing. You know, let the dead bury the dead. In other words, let these worldly people handle the mundane things. Let these worldly people handle the worldly people. Let them handle everything pertaining to the world. But you take up your cross and follow Jesus. 
But this lots thing really struck my interest. Why did Jesus say, remember Lot's wife? Why did he say that? So go to Genesis 19, 24 and 26. Genesis 19, 24 and 26. I've heard uh, so-called uh, ministers and teachers, you know, not rightly divide this scripture, trying to downplay it. But no, uh-uh. it's a reason Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Genesis chapter 19, and I will be reading verses 24 through 26. And this is the NASB, the New American Standard Bible. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. Verse 25, and he overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities. And what grew on the ground, he destroyed even their crops, the grass, everything. Verse 26, but Lot's wife from behind him, she was walking behind him, looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Now Lot's wife disregards the angel's instructions for her not to look back in verse 17. You can go back and read 17. I just chose to read from uh, verse 24. The angel told her not to look back. She ignored God's salvation and chose his judgment. When God tells you, especially right now, when Jesus says, remember Lot's wife, he meant that for a reason. Now, this dispels in my book, in my mind, in my understanding, the age-old argument, can a person be saved and lost? I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say it. I'm going to let the scriptures speak for themselves. Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Now, there's this age-old argument that people can never be saved and lost. Once saved, always saved. I always teach and I am quite sure the Holy Spirit is leading me that the question is, is not, can you be saved and lost? The question is, were you ever saved? Now, here's the thing. Lot's wife was being saved. She was in the midst of salvation and she chose to look back. I'm not going to say she was saved and then lost. You're not going to hear that out of my mouth. The question is, was she ever saved? But I also want to ask you this question. Why did Jesus say? Remember Lot's wife. Lot's wife was in the midst of being saved. Let the scriptures speak for themselves. Don't let nobody, you know, twist these scriptures now. Mm -mm. And Jesus also said in Matthew 24, 13, but he who endures to the end shall be saved. Endures what saints? That's the question. What do we have to endure? We have to endure the cross. Don't let anyone twist these scriptures to you now. Oh, well, you know, God have some children that's just cutting up out here. And, you know, but they still his children. No, they're not. No, they're not. This is not one of those feel-good messages. Let the dead bury the dead. Let the worldly people handle the worldly people. Doesn't matter even if they family. You let, if your family don't want to take up their cross and follow Jesus, you follow Jesus. Don't worry about the family. Jesus is first. Now we have to take up the cross and everything that comes with it and endure every dart thrown at us. And the darts are thrown by Satan and his cohorts. That's right. They represent this world. 
There is nothing holy about this world. Remember the world hates God. We need to remember that. Don't be deceived by this world, saints. It hates God. Trust me. And if you are following the true and living God, it's going to hate you. But I don't mind being hated. As long as I'm loved by the Lord, I don't care who hates me. But I am shown a lot of love by my family and by my close friends. I love them. They love me. And I don't care who hates me. I love them. But I hate this world because God hates this world. God has some good people in this world that loves him with all their hearts and their minds and their souls. Now, I'm one amongst many, and I hope you are. Now, Ecclesiastes 9.11 talks about uh, the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, but to the one who endures to the end. So why is God, and when I say God, why is Jesus saying those that endure to the end shall be saved? Ecclesiastes says, but the race is not given to the swift or to the strong, but to the one who endures to the end. The race is not given to the swift, but to those who endure until the end. Think about that. Think about that. See, we are in the midst of being saved. The apostle Paul tells us that. Yes, we are in the first and second stages. We have not uh, received our new bodies yet, so we are not completely saved. So you got to stay in there and hang in there with Jesus until the rapture takes place. I know I said something deep, but if you are truly a believer in Christ, you know exactly what I just said. You know the meaning behind what I just said. I say to you, let the dead bury the dead. I ask you this question in closing. Why did Jesus tell us in Luke 17, 32? To remember Lot's wife and all she did was look back. She didn't go back. She looked and she turned into a pillar of salt. Let the scriptures say what the scriptures are saying. You heard Jesus say, remember Lot's wife. We read all the way back in Genesis what she did. So what is it that we ought to remember? is that she looked back because that's where her heart was. You don't look back if you have forgotten about those things. Once you are saved, you leave your past behind and you keep moving forward with the Lord. Don't look back. Don't look back. And I mentioned before that I, I some thoughts cross my mind every now and then about my past. Those are thoughts. I, I Trust me, I've never thought of leaving Jesus and go back into the world. But I immediately say when it crossed my mind, and I'm talking about a split second, Lord, thank you for delivering me. Hallelujah. Thank you for delivering me. So I ask you this last question in closing. Why did Jesus tell us in Luke 17, 32 to remember Lot's wife? Saints, until next week, walk in love. Choose Jesus. Wear your cross. Peace out. I hope you were blessed by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this particular episode or any previous episodes, please send your comments or questions to talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. 
And if you would like to support this podcast financially, because it has been a blessing to you, go to one of my five podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Radio Public, and contribute an amount of your choice. Or you can send your seed to me via Cash App. Dollar sign, Dr. Kamala D. That's dollar sign, capital D, lowercase r, capital C, lowercase a-m-a-l-e, capital D. Anything you choose to send will be greatly appreciated. Now until next time, saints, remember that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We walk by faith, not by sight. I am your host, Dr. Kamala D., rightly dividing the word of truth in peace and love. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope to see you next time.